Ladies, welcome, welcome. You are listening to the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom podcast, and I'm your host, Rebecca Tabert Contreras, and I want to dive in today about striving versus surrender, and specifically how we choose to show up and operate, because God recently took me through this journey of a new level of understanding in what it looks like to operate from a position of surrender versus striving. And what does that look like? And why is it so important for us to understand the difference? So let me start quickly with how do you know you're in striving? You know you're in striving if you are falling in and out of a state of anxiousness, if you fall in and out of a state of worry, if you fall in and out of a state of feeling like you have to make it happen, right? And having this pressure of showing up in a certain way, whether it be for your family, for your own well-being or in your fitness or for your business and the business that you're creating. And I will tell you that what God has made clear to me is that even in the midst of pursuing what I believed to be my kingdom calling and believed to be the greater good, I was often, more often than not, operating from a position of striving versus surrender, and that is not what he asks of us. That is not what he calls us to do. In fact, operating from a position of striving can hinder his ability to work in and through us because we're so focused on getting XYZ done or accomplishing something or the stress, the worry, all of that can actually become a distraction, even though it's in the, for the, you know, quote unquote, good, higher good, right? Even though it is for or in pursuit of our kingdom calling, God does not call us to sit in stress, anxiety, worry, those become distractions for us to be able to hear. So he has been teaching me this understanding of operating from a position of surrender, right? We get to be active participants, but operate from a position of surrender so that we are able to fully show up in each aspect of life that he has called us for. And also the reminder that the calling that we might have on our life for whatever you believe, what I now identify as an outward purpose never comes before our primary role as a woman in our relationship with God, in our ability to care for ourselves and our own well-being. I talk about that in other episodes. That is still second to our personal relationship with God and or, well, I don't want to say that it's above it, but we, if we are not at our best, then it distracts us and inhibits us from being able to fully experience God because then the distraction of our physical body or our mental well-being or our inability to manage our emotion gets in the way of our relationship with God. Doesn't mean that you're not saved. Doesn't mean that you don't have a relationship with God. It impacts or hinders the depth and quality of relationship that we get to experience with God and that he wants us to experience with God if we are not caring for ourselves. And again, that's another topic for another day. And then 
following very closely behind that is when we choose to be wives, it's being in service to our husbands and our families. And even then, I think a lot of times women get caught up and so focused on our kids, which I get it and it's understandable, but marriage is to be we have a very specific role and when we get to choose to be married and choose to show up and learn how to live out that role that God has for us, it creates this amazing synergy and relate reciprocal relationship. And then we get to add on whatever his outward purpose is, whatever the outward calling is that he has in our life. But when we have this outward calling and when we have these big dreams and these big visions, and this could be for your outward calling, or it could be a season where you're just so focused because you so badly want to lose the 75 pounds or the 50 pounds or whatever the case might be, that you're so focused on that, that you're falling into striving for it versus working from a position of surrender and understanding those two distinctions and learning how to recognize them and choose differently, sister, that's going to be a major role in your ability to take where you are to the next level. And the amazing thing is, is taking it to the next level is not what the the busyness of society would tell you. And so I want to share with you in this episode, we're going to hop over to the training that I did this last Monday in our free community group on Facebook, Faith, Fitness, and Freedom Community. And the reason I am sharing this directly versus trying to reiterate is I do know that there were some very specific God moments in the taping of that training that I believe the women in that group were meant to hear, but I also believe it's meant to be heard through this podcast. So we're going to jump into that training and I'll catch you on the other side of it. I believe God put on my heart just a month or two ago is that Monday's momentum should be based on his word, his truth, what he says to be true about us and making sure that we're in his path for us, right? And what's on my heart to share with you today isn't so much a specific scripture as it is to just continually share the reminder because he keeps impressing it upon me and um, affirming it from multiple sources, right? And I don't feel like it is just for me. Trust me, sis, I could use the reminder every single week. Um, But I feel like there are, this is a a theme that he is releasing to many women within our body of Christ in this specific day and age. And that is to be operating from a place, well, two things. One, to get back to who he says we are and the roles we are to play as women for our just own personal well-being and caring for ourselves as well as caring for our husbands, for those that are, of us that are married and our families. And that then is added on, or and then from there we get to add on the, the impact and the 
the the I, what I now call outward purpose, right? Um, for all that he has us for. But the critical foundation of that, which has been a shift that he's put on my heart, and for those of you that are newer, welcome, welcome. For those of you who have been with us um, a while, you know that I've been sharing bits and pieces over the last several months, is, is this understanding to be operating from a place of surrender versus striving and really leaning into his word and uh, in a new way with fresh revelation. And so I pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you help me best articulate the words that you need each woman to hear in this moment right now as she is listening to this either live or on um, replay afterwards. Father God, I pray that she hear what she needs to hear um, by your work in and through me, Father God, and through this video today. So the the message is understanding who we are as women, as we are created, um, and the value that God has placed on you as your life. And reminder, I'm going to start with that reminder that you were created on purpose for a unique and greater purpose, that God knew every choice you've ever made and or will ever make, and he chose you. You are an an adopted child, right? There was no mistake. There was no um there was no getting it wrong. There was no, like you were chosen by the God that told the mountains how high to raise and, and how far the ocean could go. The God that created all of the heavens and all of the, all of earth and all of everything in existence chose you. And when he chose you, he not only chose you, but he planted a seed within you for a unique and greater purpose. And we get to do our part in honoring that and living that out. We also get to have this human experience where we are living out life and in life there are challenges and distractions and there's also a very real enemy that would love nothing more than to keep us discouraged and distracted so that we play smaller than what God has called us for, right? And in the midst of that, it is easy for us to get caught up in the busy. It's easy for us to get caught up in the doing. It's easy for us to get caught up in the striving. And I'm, you know, living testimony that even in the, 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 um, what we feel is the right thing, the good things is the word I was looking for. We feel like we're doing things for kingdom purpose. We feel like we're on a mission to live out our purpose, and yet we can still get caught up in the busyness versus understanding our core role, which is one, to be in relationship with him, two, to be taking care of ourselves because and I, this is one of the things I will scream from the mountaintops because we don't talk about it enough in our churches. Our pastors aren't talking about it enough. It's just not talked about among our community, but the Bible is clear. And I don't think that it's a mistake that it's omitted either. I think it is one of the ways that the enemy is able to manipulate and get into our community. And that is by not taking care of ourselves. That is especially for women too often, there's this badge of honor. Well, I'm too busy. I don't have time for that. Or I am taking care of everybody else. Reality is one of the things that God made very clear to me in 2020 is that reminder that it is, we need to be flipping the switch. And I've known this, you know, for my own journey over the last 20 years and um, coaching other women for a decade, but like it was never more real than it was in 2020 that women need to be taught to flip 
the switch on what society says is true. Society will tell you to be busy. Society will tell you that it's a badge of honor to be caring for everybody else and putting yourself last, right? The reality is, is that you cannot give your best if you are not at your best. So it is a lie and a disservice to think that all of these other things should come before you and your own well-being. It is not selfish to take care of yourself. It is the best thing you can do for yourself, for your family, and for you to honor God and the relationship that you have for God. Not only is it the best thing that you can do for them, but it is a requirement in order for you to fully hear and be in relationship with God. And I know that sounds like something you, like it's just not talked about. You've maybe not heard that perspective before. And I'll just encourage you, take it to prayer and at, let him speak to you. The challenge is, is that when you aren't taking care of yourself, that becomes a distraction. You're physically, our optimal performance, for lack of a better word in this moment, of how we're able to experience God and the relationship we're able to have with him is impacted by the quality of our physical well-being, which is included, which is comprised of our sleep, our food that we take in, the movement that we get in, our ability to manage stress and our perspective, right? When we are aligned in mind and body and emotion, then we are positioned to be in the best like state of being to be able to hear God, recognize his presence so that then we can walk in his step, right? So the relationship with God even is dependent on our ability to care for our, not even our ability, we're all able. It's dependent on the recognition and creating the space and time to take care of ourselves. It doesn't mean you're spending hours at the gym. It doesn't mean that you're spending, you know, re- whatever. It means that you're finding what is going to work for you so that you are at your ideal state of emotional well-being, which is something that I work with my clients on, like it's becoming a student of your mind and body. Emotional management is critical in that. The Bible tells us to guard our hearts with because our hearts can create this emotion that is not going to serve you, right? And I, I don't want to go off on that lesson in this moment, but So becoming that student of our mind and body is so critical of even being able to be in and fully experience the relationship that God has for us. And then being able to stand in the strength for those of us that are married, if we chose to get married, then we chose to play this role in our families as the spoke, as the center. We're responsible for helping our husbands. We're responsible for being all that we can be for our kids. And I think even in that circumstance, sometimes we get caught up in the kids and not realizing that we still have this role to play with our husbands. And then by doing so, it becomes like this crazy, powerful, reciprocal relationship when it's lived out according to God's word, right? It's just like in all other things, the Bible is created as his living word. It's the same yesterday, today, and as it will be in the future. And we get to choose 
whether or not we implement it in our lives. To the extent in which we implement it is to the extent in which we get to experience all the blessings that he has for us, right? And then from there, we get to then um, be in whatever your realm of service is. And even your realm of service, it could be a teacher. It could be, we have a lot of entrepreneurs in this group, whatever that niche is for you, it's still dependent on those core things first, right? And so often we can get caught up in the affirmation of the success of a business or the affirmation of some something or someone within that realm, right? Maybe it's... Um, Maybe you serve clients like I do, and so it's the the affirmation because the clients are getting the results, or or creating a bigger impact for for them, or whatever the case may be. And we can get caught up in the busyness in the doing, and we get caught up in striving to make it happen. Right? We get to be active participants. I'm not suggesting that we be lazy. I'm reminding that we are to be operating and constantly checking ourselves, continually checking ourselves to ask that question, am I surrendered or am I striving? Surrendered means that I am waking up each day. I am seeking first the kingdom of God and leaning on his promise that because I'm seeking him first, all these things will be added onto me, right? But again, in seeking him, one of the critical elements is evaluating if you have things that are blocking you from being able to see, hear, receive his voice, his message, and all the ways that he's playing. And when we get to seek him first, all these things will be added and also lean into not our understanding, but his ways, his understanding, and then he directs our paths. If we are doing those things and we're investing time to be in relationship with him as our foundation, then we can take actions throughout the day. We can plan our day and then follow through, execute in action from a position of surrender and focus on the habits, not the end result, right? I'm not saying don't create goals. I'm saying that you focus on the habits and you're operating from a place of surrender or you're focusing on either the habits or you're focusing on the the items that you are led to execute that are going to like from a business aspect what are that what is the one or two things that you can do today right not a huge boatload list what is the one or two things you can do today that when you do that it's going to create the greatest momentum for you right and then work on executing that and use tools and use resources and get good with time management and all of those things. But my point is, is that your approach in all things is from a place of surrender, not striving, right? When we feel like we're losing our peace, we're in a striving mode and it's time to take a step back. You're, you will be better served to step back and reconnect with peace. Figure out, doesn't mean you ignore emotion. It means you, like for example, if you feel stressed, if you feel anxious, if you feel sad, if you feel any negative emotion, it doesn't mean that you avoid it, you don't numb it out, right? You could avoid it through food, you could avoid it through um, the uh, busyness itself, right? You are better served to slow down so that you can see speed back up. 
Slowing down might be looking like taking five or 10 minutes to journal or listen to worship music or go outside, right? How we reconnect to peace and purpose is a little bit different for everyone, but test it out, figure out, make a list of things that it might be for you. A list of things that you can do in five to 10 minutes that might help you reconnect, right? And go back to that piece so that you can then get back into action without striving. Make sense? Let me know your thoughts on this, but again, it's coming back to this place of understanding that we are to operate from a position to surrender to his will, his ways, his action, his purpose, and when we're actively working on that and taking action throughout the day, then we get to surrender the um, the outcome. We get to surrender the result. We get to surrender the um, feeling like we have to do. We're an active participant, but there is a difference between taking actions from a position of surrender versus striving, right? So I want you to take time to get intentional about the week ahead and build that momentum include time with God, include time for self-care, include time for family focus, right? And ask yourself what those actions are and invite God into the process so that he is helping you build. And when you've done that, then trust it, right? Trust that you're taking the right actions. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your pass. Be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication, let your request be known to God, and he will give you the peace that surpasses all understanding. So keep leaning into his word so that you can be in motion from a place of surrender. Make sense? Love you guys. Ladies, I hope that that was a word for you. I hope that God used the words that he gave me to speak to you in such a way that you feel empowered, that you feel encouraged, that you feel uplifted, and that you have the you start to begin to build the confidence to learn how to operate from a place of surrender versus striving. And as always, if this was helpful, then I would love for you to leave a review and that will help make this more visible to other women that may also need to hear this message. And then of course, I would, as I say often, I wish I could be sitting at a coffee table with you or in um, conversation with you. And the best, next best way to do that is join us if you're not already there in the Faith Fitness Freedom Community Group on Facebook. And, or you can message me at Rebecca at RebeccaTabbert.com. And all of social media is Rebecca Tabert for Facebook or Instagram. I will talk to you soon. Love you guys. Bye.